Welcome to Full Circle, everyone, your cultural affairs radio magazine, produced by apprentices of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program here at KPFA. Tonight, we raise our voice in the fight to free Leonard Peltier and all political prisoners. Tonight's show is Letters for Leonard, as we will be taking your calls and shouts out to free Leonard, along with the letter-writing pledge to urge President Obama to pardon Leonard before he leaves office this year. On tonight's show, we'll speak with Samson Wolf of the Leonard Peltier Defense Committee and Lenny Foster, spiritual advisor to Leonard. Also, we'll hear music collected by DJ Free Leonard in the fight for Leonard's freedom. And finally, we'll learn about other political prisoners, as well as who is Obama pardoning, in a pair of commentaries from a current and a former apprentice. We're your hosts tonight. Dennis the Menace Roos. And I'm Free Will and Franklin. Please stay tuned with us here on Full Circle for a Free Leonard and All Political Prisoners special broadcast. What? You mean they tap your phone, make them, you know they're wrong. Fans feel they got the right to raid my home. What? You mean they tap your phone, make them, you know they're wrong. Fans feel they got the right to raid my home. What? You mean they tap your phone, make them, you know they're wrong. Fans feel they got the right to raid my home. What? You mean they tap your phone, make them, you know they're wrong. Fans feel they got the right to raid my home. Fans will let you sell only so much dope that's clear. Let me flip this thing around and speak on Leonard Peltier. In prison close like to 30 years in Leavenworth. Hope he hit the turf. Cause my brother's health is getting worse Witnesses recanted Later stated they lied Misconduct with his case Evidence was falsified Let me take your back The month of February 1973 came Wounded knee was protected Thanks to folks from AIM Cause violations of treaty Straight attacks on lives Other current abuses May repress state tribes U.S. used force That they later ruled unlawful A couple sellouts Helped make the whole issue debacle Next few years Something called The reign of terror Repeat arrest Surveillance Y'all folks chained together Dick Wilson Tribal chairperson Full of corruption Him and his guardians Of Ogallala Wasn't about nothing 64 local natives Were murdered Never resolved FBI and them goons setting up posts and balls. Dennis Banks and Russell Means brought the trial in place. But them charges ain't stick. Court dismissed the case. Supporters wrote many letters, but no help from the press. Murder rate climbed, those SWAT increase on the res. When our people dead, the government tried to wash their hands. 62675, shoot out on Jumping Bull Ranch. Two agents lay dead, claiming they were making a collar. But started shooting their elders on private land, they bothered. Brother Joe Stunts was laid down, y'all, by a sniper. Someone in grassy nose ain't investigated who fired. A hell of bullets a native. Why Strong had him draped Against 30 Indians Bucking running Barely escaped Leonard Peltier Extradited from Canada On a basis Witnesses were forced To sign what ain't true On affidavits Saying that he shot The agents all in Point blank range AR-15 They say he had Ain't matched the case and Somebody had to get used As a scapegoat Yo man It's some real This shit y'all This shit This dangers Our system of justice You know what I mean We could've We could've flipped Another coke tail About this shit This shit ain't really About that man Law enforcement out there setting our people up. Don't give up what color you is white, black, brown, yellow, red. Again, welcome to Full Circle here on 94.1 KPFA. That song you just heard was Raid My Home by The Dime. And that is off the album Hip Hop's Contributions to the Freedom Campaign, 
We'll be hearing more from DJ Free Leonard's collection later in the show. In the year 1978, then U.S. US United States Ambassador to United Nations, Andrew Young, publicly stated that there are hundreds, perhaps thousands of people in the U.S. whom he would call political prisoners. Yet, to this day in 2016, the United States government denies there are any political prisoners in the United States prison system. Tonight, we focus on one political prisoner in particular, Leonard Peltier. But we will also be hearing about others. And of course, we know what's the call, free them all. Um, We want to start by hearing a couple excerpts from a letter that Leonard sent out earlier this year. Then we'll bring in our two guests to fill us in on how he is and where we are in the fight to gain his freedom. This is from the letter from Leonard. Sisters, brothers, friends, and supporters. June 26 marks 41 years since the long summer day when three young men were killed at the home of the Jumping Bull family near Aglala during a firefight in which I and dozens of others participated. While I did not shoot and therefore did not kill FBI agents Ronald Williams and Jack Kohler, I nevertheless have great remorse for the loss of their young lives, the loss of my friend Joe Stunts, and for the grieving of their loved ones. I would guess that like me, many of my brothers and sisters who were there that day wished that somehow they could have done something to change what happened and avoid the outcome of the shootout. In that letter, Leonard goes on to talk about the intergenerational trauma indigenous people have suffered and his own experience with Indian boarding schools. He also talked about the climate of fear at the time on the Pine Ridge Reservation, as well as the current state of his health. But he closes his letter with this call to action. As the last remaining months of President Obama's term pass by, my anxiety increases. I believe that this president is my last hope for freedom, and I will surely die here if I am not released by January 20th, 2017. So I ask you all again, as this is the most crucial time in the campaign to gain my freedom, please continue to organize public support for my release and always follow the lead of the International Leonard Peltier Defense Committee. Thank you for all you have done and continue to do on my behalf. In the spirit of Crazy Horse, Daksha, Leonard Peltier. Those were excerpts from a letter written earlier this year by political prisoner Leonard Peltier. Thanks to the apprentice Ephraim Colbert, the audio desperado, for reading those excerpts. With that, we want to say we are proud to answer the call with that show, with this show tonight. We want to bring in our two guests, but before we do, we're inviting you to answer the call as well. Yes, we are inviting you to answer the call. If you can pledge to write a letter for Leonard's Freedom, maybe get a couple of your friends to write as well, we'll give you a shout-out on the air. You can call anytime during the show and leave your name and where you're calling from. The number to call is 510-848-4425. Once again, that's 510-848-4425. We're hoping to get 100 pledges for letters for Leonard tonight. And we'll be giving out the address to the White House later and throughout the show. And it will also be posted on the website kpfaapprentice.org as well. Again, welcome to Full Circle. On Oh, no. Our guests tonight are two people working hard. Not only, not only to gain freedom for Leonard, 
but to be sure he is taken care of as best as possible, health-wise and spiritually, as he awaits his freedom in prison. And we are joined on the phone with Lenny Foster, who is spiritual advisor to Leonard Peltier. Welcome, Lenny. How you doing? It's my pleasure. Um, thanks for joining us tonight. And here in the studio with us is Samson Wolf, who works with the Leonard Peltier Defense Committee. Welcome, Samson. Oh, thank you for having me. And uh, hi, Lenny. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, uh, Samson. Yeah. It's good to get you guys back together. All right. Um, well, Samson, we're going to start with you because we're already sitting around here talking about Leonard like everyone knows who he actually is. But I've noticed over the past few days and talking about what I'm about to do tonight that not everybody knows the story of Leonard Peltier. Um, for those who have never heard the story of Leonard, um, can you give us a brief history lesson on some of the events that led up to that fateful day on the Jumping Bull Ranch in 1975 that eventually led to Leonard being locked up? I'm sure. You know, a lot of people don't realize that about the injustices that are going on in, the, in America, and uh, especially uh, so for the uh, American Indian. And a lot of the American Indian Movement members, uh, you know, I think it was, I believe it was founded in, in the jail and um, talking about how can we help our people? How can we um, get them to stop, you know, raping our women and then not being prosecuted for it? And if we kill their dog, we're going to jail. So, you know, it's there's an imbalance of injustice going around in America right now. So uh, they formed the American Indian Movement to fight for rights, for treaty rights for American Indians who have, uh, you know, we have got all these treaties with the United States government as, as um, you know, sovereign nations. You know, we should have our, our own say on how we want to live on our land and how we want to live our life, you know, <coughs> excuse me. But so the American Indian Movement was founded to, to stick up for these native rights. So a lot of tribes, a lot of people from all around the country were, uh, gathering and coming together. And it was during a time in the country when, you know, there was a war going on in Vietnam. There's all the uh, hippies and the peace movement, right? They were trying to get, get together, the Black Panther Party together. There was a, it was a climate of change was coming around uh, during this whole era when the American Indian Movement was founded and all these other organizations were founded because people just knew it was wrong. There's something's wrong here. And and so when, when they were formed together, um, to fight all these injustices that were going on on the reservation and, you know, around the world. Uh, people just don't understand what the history of uh, the American Indians have had here other than, you know, they got slaughtered and their land got taken away. And then the pilgrims uh, and them had uh, sat down and had a happy dinner. Well, that's not what it, that's not the true history. Um, the It's all come down to, I did a lot of meditating about that today. And um, there's a movie that Robert Redford wrote called Incident at Oglala. And if you watch that movie, uh, it's uh, Robert Redford. He's really, my mom really liked him a lot, right? Good uh, looking man, white, white man. But he's also a friend to the Indian. And his movie's all about the incident at Oglala, which is the Leonard Peltier story. And the, and the, the thing when, uh, that I thought of when I was, every time I watched it is, this is what's it's current to today's climate of what's going on in America right now. What's going on with America right now with, with injustices and everything and no representation is and, and going around and getting the world's resources. When they found the resources on, on, on a lot of the reservations, which it's, all of them have some sort of resources, they want to come and get it. But they don't want to do it legally or 
you know, honorably and come in and talking to you about it. They come in with, you know, FBI. They have this COINTELPRO tactic to divide and conquer, get people to fight against each other so they can, while you're busy looking at this, what's going on here, they're over here, uh, you know, mining your land and checking it out, seeing where, where it's there so they can steal it from you. So they found uranium on the land, and that's what they wanted. That's what this whole incident was about, is stealing the um, uh, the minerals from the from well, the land. Talk a little bit about what happened that day, the, the day that Leonard... Um is accused of the crime that day, and then yeah. we'll get some more historical context. Okay, there was, a, there was like over a, a, a hundred and fifty something deaths uh, on the reservation, and the and the, and the traditional elders didn't want to sign over their land, and they were getting murdered, and so they they couldn't get any help from anybody, so any any of the law, so they asked uh, for the American Indian Movement, they would come out because the uh, a lot of the traditional elders were getting killed. And and so a lot of them went out there to help out. And one of those people was Leonard Peltier, and he went out there to go help out. And they were all the uh, Jumping Bull Ranch, the the Jumping Bull family invited them to come and stay on their property. And so they were all camped out there. Well, the um, the the feds came in with a couple of modern cars, and nobody on the reservation had new cars. So when they saw these cars come speeding in, they thought it was just some more. Cowboys coming in to kill some Indians, right? People were dying at the time. Yeah, and a lot of people, there was a climate of fear. That's what people don't understand. The fear was so intense there because everybody's house had bullet holes in it. And there was, uh, everybody knew somebody that got killed, right? So there was a, it was a big climate of fear. And so when these came, people, these cars come on to, onto the property, they knew it wasn't, it wasn't a good sign. So they were, the guys that were there standing post were looking. And when the cars came in and they had, they ended up having a shootout with these guys, right? And the FBI has, uh, killed uh, this Joe Kilsright stunt, and the FBI, and the two FBI's ended up get, getting killed themselves. And uh, when that happened, they they were already outside the FBI's, the state troopers. They had military tanks out there, right? They had military stuff uh, going on on the reservation, and so they they only the only hope they thought that was that they could they had to flee. They had to they had to flee because they were going they were coming after him. And and basically, the Leonard is uh, accused of killing those two agents that day, and that's what eventually led to his incarceration. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they were basically labeled him as one of the leaders, him and uh, Dino Butler and Rob Robidoux. And they they actually caught Dino and Rob, and they were tried um, with it in front of a jury, and they were acquitted on the grounds of self-defense. And Leonard had fled to Canada, thinking he would not get a fair trial. And so the the United States government falsified some affidavits, uh, threatened uh, this woman Myrtle Poor Bear that they would kill her daughter, and and they showed her a pair of uh, anime aquash hands. This other. That's uh, the woman who had her hands actually cut off yeah, before she was killed. They cut them off and showed her a picture, Myrtle Porber, a picture of the hands. Said, this is what's going to happen to you, or, or worse, and you'll never see your daughter if you don't say you're Leonard's Pelter girlfriend. So they used this evidence to extradite Leonard back to the United States by lying to another country and brought Leonard back in, into, and had him his trial heard for, from this racist judge who was a known Indian hater. And uh, brought him out of retirement to hear this case, right? So he, he was ready to, they were ready to railroad Leonard into into prison, whether the he was innocent or not, because, you know, they wanted to get justified uh, the two deaths of the FBI agents that were killed. Wow. So um, for both of you, can we get some historical context? What has, what is known as the Pine Ridge Reservation been through before Leonard's time, before the firefight on Jumping Bull Ranch, uh, we'll start with Lenny. 
Um, and Samson, feel free to um, to add after. Well, back in the early uh, 70s, 1970, there was a lot of uh, tension between the uh, tribal chairman, Dick Wilson, and the, uh, the traditional peoples who, who lived on the, on the reservation. And uh, the chairman, uh, Wilson, uh, employed his own uh, relatives and friends and used, used the uh, tribal funding that was supposed to go to the uh, um, goods and services and uh, used for uh, uh, traditional people who lived out in the outer district and uh, because that uh, was investigated and there was a violation. Uh, and and uh, the Oglala Sioux uh, uh, Civil Rights uh, Organization demanded uh, hearings, and, and they eventually impeached or attempted to impeach uh, Wilson, but uh, uh, Dickie Wilson, the chairman, uh, presided over his own uh, his uh, his own uh, hearings, and he said that he was not guilty, and that really uh, uh, divided. Uh, the uh, reservation in the Oglala Sioux uh, tribe, as they're known, the Oglala peoples, uh, the band of uh, Red Cloud and uh, Crazy Horse. So they're very proud people, traditional. They still live in a very traditional fashion. And uh, the Oglala Sioux uh, Civil Rights Organization uh, requested the American Indian Movement to come in and help them uh, uh, to calm the uh, tension, the situation. And, and, uh, and uh, Dickie Wilson uh, invited the FBI to destroy that uh, movement. And it just resulted in a, a very intense uh, uh, civil war where uh, uh, AIM decided, the traditional people in AIM decided to uh, occupy Wounded Knee as a protests and it escalated into a shooting and firefights and it lasted 71 days. There were numerous people who were wounded and for the next uh, several, uh, several, five, six, seven years they had a reign of terror even though the um, um, law enforcement and the uh, American Indian movement uh, made uh, Agreements that uh, they would lay down their weapons, but the uh, the goons, guardians of Oglala Nation, uh, took it upon themselves to follow uh, follow, follow the uh, what Dickie Wilson wanted and uh, create uh, tyranny on the reservation. A lot of killings and well, let, let me interrupt you right there, Danny, because. All this is happening after kind of a long history. There was the, like in 1876, they had the theft of the Black Hills. Um, they had the actual Wounded Knee Massacre when hundreds, um, a lot of women and children were like slaughtered in 1890. And then even in 19, like in the 40s or 42, somewhere around there, they took another chunk of their land and used it for a bombing range. So we know there's a long history of oppression of this area and these people. Because they killed Custard. Yeah, it was a campaign yeah. of genocide. If you if you really look at the uh, the overall uh, perspective, it was a campaign to uh, uh, assimilate uh, the people, destroy the the culture, the language, 
assimilate uh, the people. There was a lot of shame, a lot of alcoholism, and and uh, Ain came on on onto the scene and the landscape and changed and gave people a lot of pride, a lot of dignity and. Uh, uh, they didn't want the, that. No, the government forces didn't like that. Uh, well, Dickie um, Wilson and his administration didn't like that. Uh, the FBI, federal marshals, the BIA, and they, they didn't like that. They, they they don't want to see Indians standing up for uh, their uh, treaty rights or for human rights. Lenny, and it was like today is like they're uh, militarizing, militarizing all the police forces around the country. Uh, you know, back then they were giving the weapons to the... Uh, the tribal uh, police there too, right? Yes, yes, and uh, you know there was a lot of uh, misuses of uh, uh, authority, misuse of uh, equipment and property. They're trying to bring in the the, uh, the army. Well, um, Lenny, let me ask you a question because you are the spiritual advisor for Leonard. Um, what have you done in that role? And tell us what has changed in the way you interact with Leonard since I, he... I've known Leonard since uh, 1970. I met first met him in Denver, Colorado. So that that's uh, over 46 years ago. And I uh, sundanced with him in 1975 at Crow Paradise in Rosebud, South Dakota. So I, I know him uh, to be a spiritual person who carries a pipe. We use the sweat lodge to pray. And I started visiting him in the uh, United States Penitentiary, um, Leavenworth, uh, since 1985. So that's 31 years I've been his uh, spiritual leader, spiritual advisor. I know the, uh, the, the ceremonies, the songs, the prayers. The sweat lodge ceremonies, the pipe ceremonies. And is um, can Leonard participate in any of that? I and- encourage uh, him to uh, to participate. It started first. Uh, the the first spiritual leader was David Chief, and then he passed on. And then Archie Fire, Lame Deer, and then uh, he he also uh, uh, passed on. And then I uh, continued from 1985 to this uh, present day. And I encourage his participation in the sweat lodge ceremony, which is an ancient uh, ceremonial cleansing and purification ceremony. And that's one of the most positive therapy for uh, our Native uh, brothers and sisters in the state and federal prisons. And can, um, can Leonard participate in that at this time in his new location? Yeah, he has the opportunity. Uh, it's very confined. He's in a supermax facility. Uh, the uh, the warden uh, disapproved my uh, my visit to conduct the sweat lodge ceremony, so I can only visit him in the visiting room, and uh, that was a disappointment. But uh, they have certain rules, regulations that prohibit contact between uh, friends and or relatives in the ceremonies, and he considered me a, a personal friend, and so I I'm allowed to. Uh, visit with him in the visiting room for a period of six hours, which I do, and uh, but we're not able to utilize the sweat lodge. And, and well, the, um, and I, I was able to do that at Leavenworth, Lewisburg, uh, Allenwood, but not, not at Coleman. 
so that's uh, but I'll, I'll swear with him when he gets out here next year 20 yeah, 2017 yeah, he, mm-hmm. he's gonna come to visit mm-hmm. me in uh, Window Rock Arizona where I live and we're gonna well, le- uh, do some uh, sweat lodge ceremonies and Native American church prayer services well let me I hold you right there for a second that's the voice of Lenny Foster he's a spiritual advisor to Leonard Peltier we're also joined by uh, Samson Wolf and we're on KPFA 94.1 FM and tonight is Letters for Leonard and if you would like to call and make a pledge that you would write a letter for Leonard um, to President Obama, give us a call now, 510-848-4425. That's 510-848-4425. And we got a short list here. We'll give you um, a shout out in a minute. And um, we're going to ask our guest to hold on and stay with us for a minute. And uh, we're going to get some more calls. It's 510-848-4425. Call us up. Give us your name. We'll give you a shout out. Um, but for now, we're going to um, take uh, listen to a commentary that one of our apprentices has uh, created about the use of solitary confinement. Can I get you, um, Lenny, to hold on the line for a minute? Sure, and, sure. And Samson, we'll be right back right after this commentary. Imagine waking up one morning and finding yourself in complete isolation in a cell smaller than the average apartment bathroom, a cell no longer than the mattress oh, most of us sleep on. You may think it was a nightmare from which you expect to awake at any minute. But what if you didn't wake up and that minute turns into hours and those hours into days, then days into weeks, months, then years, and eventually decades? Imagine the mental, emotional, and physical strain you experience when you're forced to spend prolonged amounts of time alone in a room the size of a closet. Without a clock, without daylight or darkness. Eventually, you will lose sync with the circadian rhythms. You will lose the ability to navigate in the outside world. Well, that pretend scene is actually the reality for many political prisoners whose only crime was to dare to work against an oppressive and abusive system, a system of inequity and racism. It was the famously mild-mannered Quakers who introduced solitary confinement to United States prisons in the 1820s, hoping that isolation will foster contemplation and remorse. Nowadays, a function of solitary confinement can be to break the inmates down and force them into confession. But what if you don't have anything to confess or anything to be remorseful for? If you weren't completely consumed by the insanity of isolation, wouldn't that time alone thinking make you stronger in your convictions? Perhaps the idea is to try and contain within the prison walls an ideology shared by many outside the prison. And the system is trying to use these charismatic leaders as scapegoats and as examples of what happens to those who dare disagree with injustices in our society. Sometimes I wonder, what is wrong with humankind? Why can't we learn from our history? History is full of examples of freedom fighters that were sent to prison because of their political views. People who fought for religious and political freedom of their nations or against the oppression of their people. Antonio Gramsci, who fought against the fascist government of Mussolini, Martin Luther King Jr., who fought for the civil rights of people of color in the United States, Mahama Gandhi, leader of the Indian independence movement 
against British rule, and Nelson Mandela, who fought to end apartheid in South Africa, are among some of these examples. Why can we learn that putting people in jail for extended periods of time, keeping them in cages, isolated, and deprived of their human dignity, of any human contact, and devalued of their humanity, cannot prevent justice from being fulfilled? Then, it is time that we all join together in a harmonious chant and raise our voices in unison. Free Mumia Abu-Jamal. Free Oscar Lopez Rivera and free Leonard Peltier. This is Sylvia Torres for Full Circle. all political prisoners we got some shout outs um craig from san jose susan from oakland sarah for antioch and she's going to get five friends thank you all for writing your letters for leonard we also got diane from oakland she's going to get one friend to join in or is that jack uh jack from daily city he's going to talk to his friends um bo from san francisco Karen from Canyon, she's telling others, and Dusty from San Jose, thank you all very much to get those letters for Leonard. Um, we really appreciate it. That's our goal tonight is to raise awareness for Leonard's case. Okay. Um, Lenny. Yes. Um, how is Leonard, like health-wise? His uh, health is not, uh, he's not doing so well. You know, he's, he's uh, experiencing some uh, severe uh, health uh, problems, some of the health issues, including uh, diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and, you know, he, need, he needs to be uh, outside, outdoors in the sun, uh, able to walk, get some exercise, and uh, eat some, uh, some fresh vegetables or have uh, access to fresh vegetables, but where he, where is he, he's incarcerated in the uh, United States Penitentiary, and that's a level five USP uh, Coleman. That's a supermax. So he doesn't have those uh, kind of opportunities to eat fresh food, and uh, it's mainly just a lot of starch and uh, uh, what they call saga food, cafeteria food. What about proper treatment for any of his ailments? Well, that's uh, that's also a concern. Uh, we want to be able to have uh, access to. Uh, the the 
best medical doctors right now. He's uh, uh, experiencing a possible aneurysm in his aorta in, in, uh, right below his heart, and that requires uh, a major surgery. But uh, and then that that aneurysm uh, continues to grow. Wow! And then we do, we just can't uh, get the. Uh, Federal Bureau of Prison to release him to a less uh, confined uh, uh, prison, FCI, where he would have access to uh, medical doctors. And, you know, they're, they're using that psychological warfare as a means of uh, punishment. Yeah. I was listening to that song there that you were playing. Yes, uh, solitary confinement is, uh, is, is a very dangerous... Uh, Has person. Leonard experienced solitary confinement well, in his he, time? He, yeah, he, he gets uh, locked up in uh, isolation, and uh, it's a form of uh, mental, psychological punishment for him. And, you know, and he... He's, uh, he's feared by the prison uh, system because he, he's uh, very uh, outgoing and uh, uh, has a lot of charisma. And then the, the other Native American uh, inmates, indigenous uh, inmates and other inmates uh, look up to him, revere him and uh, listen to him as a mentor. As, as I do here, too, as well. Um well, let me move on a little bit to what we're doing now to um, work for his freedom. We'll uh, we'll go back to Samson for a minute, working with the Leonard Peltier Defense Committee. Um, we're in a crucial stage for Leonard right now, trying to get this from Obama in these last remaining months. What is the Leonard Peltier Defense Committee doing at this time? Well, okay. besides bringing awareness, like, and thank you for having us on the show here today, about his, his plight. Um, you know, the, it seems like the last hope that we're, is for Obama, President Obama, to grant him executive clemency. And there's uh, everything that you'd need to know how to how to write, call the president. Uh, 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 you can send him a tweet on Twitter. You can uh, go on Facebook. Is on uh, who is Leonard Peltier dot info, and that's who is Leonard. Peltier, P-E-L-T-I-E-R. And let me just say info. that uh, that will be posted. All the links to everything tonight, the music, the who is Leonard Peltier will be on our website, kpfaapprentice.org. We can find the addresses, the phone numbers, the links. Yeah, the number's there, and there's some some uh, postcards you can send, download to send to, to the president. And, you know, uh, uh, we didn't have prisons when, uh, you know, Native America, Turtle Island here, as they call it, uh, had no prisons. We didn't have no taxes, no mortgage. Uh, it's hard to understand for Native American people how how can you own the land? This is uh, the creators. Uh, it's owned by the creator created for us. So I don't, still don't understand how all the people that are free in America got tricked into thinking that you have to pay to live here because it was a gift from the creator. And um, and now we're here as Native American people uh, having to pay to live on our own land. And it's really uh, mind-boggling to see that you would lock a man up for standing up for his people because an invading force, even on the reservation, right, they were put there, and they have... Uh, thought it was useless land, but then they find out later that there's some uranium on it, or like the, the Diné people have the coal, and there's uh, all these tribes around the country should be the, some of the wealthiest people in the world, but they've been ripped off by this diversionary tactics that the FBI do. You know this FBI 
uh, that are the same one they've been advertising for Hillary Clinton and uh, that Comley guy that now the they're all mad at him because she's let her go. He let her off, and and she's a, she's lied to the court. If any one of us did that, you know, we would be in jail right now. Well, let's get um a last, not a last word yet, but um, what are you doing at this time, um, Lenny, for Leonard's freedom at this crucial point? I've been uh, actively uh, lobbying and advocating his case uh, at the state level, the national level, meeting with uh, the National Congress of American Indians and tribal leaders, and hopefully uh, be meeting with some of the officials in in D.C. here in December. Um, And we want to have a, a meeting with the administration to further uh, uh, discuss this case for uh, executive clemency. We're, and we're, we're hopeful. We're hopeful. Uh, when I say we, it's people like Peter Clark, uh, Tony Gonzalez. Big Tone. Uh, Samson Wolf and others Samson. that are concerned. They're very supportive. They're tribal leaders. We have resolution of support, including Evil Morales. I went to Bolivia last fall uh that's an indigenous leader of a country so yeah, it happens yeah so that, those are some things i'm doing and then and to continue to to have ceremonies and pray uh for uh leonard uh native american church prayer services sweat lodge uh ceremonies and just uh well let me la- ask you this Lenny, before we let you go because we're about to wrap up this part yeah, but sure. what would you say to obama if you could talk to him right now to try to convince him to to get leonard free He's uh, more than done the, his time, 41 years, and uh, he's paid his dues. He was eligible for parole here, but there were uh, attempts that were made that were not uh, true or uh, accurate or, or uh, right, uh, respectful. Uh, misuse, uh, abuse of the uh, judicial uh, processes and protocols. So uh, he, he's uh, eligible for... Uh, release an executive clemency he qualifies he's a, a model inmate he's a mentor and, and uh, he's uh, having some uh, he- uh, severe health problems and he, he's done more than the amount of time that uh, he should be released and, and uh, we, we want uh, I would say to uh, President Obama we, 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 we pray that uh, you seriously consider releasing him and it will seal your legacy in Indian country and make a, a, a very uh, 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 respectful effort to uh, for reconciliation uh, throughout uh, uh, Western Hemisphere, North America, Turtle Island. That's right. Uh, between the indigenous people and, and uh, the governments. And, and you would seal yourself a place in history, and your legacy would be sealed if you have the courage to to sign that uh, document and release our brother. Well, let's get a word from uh, Samson. Samson, you had a moment to speak to Obama. You know, what would you say to convince him? You know, if you just had a minute to say, you know, it's time for Leonard to be free, what would you say to Obama? I'd ask uh, President Obama, with all these people that w- would not allow you to do any of the things that you wanted to do while you're in office, this is a big F you to them by freeing Leonard Peltier. And I think, you know, um, You'd get a lot of respect from everybody in this country if you freed Leonard Peltier and started the healing process between our nations, all the sovereign nations of the in native peoples here, indigenous peoples, and the U.S. government. And uh, I just hope that uh, 
you know, President Obama could hear the, these words to free Leonard Pelter, grant him executive clemency uh, so Leonard can be with his family. Uh, if there, you want to know more, there's uh, the South Bay Silicon chapter of the Leonard Peltier support groups is having a honoring Leonard Peltier and other political prisoners December 10th at the School of Arts and Culture at the Mexican Heritage Plaza. And uh, Donna Wallach will be running that. And if, if you want to go, you know, you'll be able to see more about it on the whoisleonardpeltier.info website. So I encourage everybody to go there. You can learn everything you need to know about Leonard. The whole history is there. And Chauncey uh, Peltier, Leonard's son, is selling some of his artwork. Leonard's a really well-known artist now. It's beautiful and, art. And you can buy some of his art through his son, and that money would help uh, Leonard's case also. All right. Well, um, those are the voices. of That was Samson Wolf, And before that, we heard the voice of uh, Lenny Foster, spiritual advisor to Leonard. Um, thank you, Lenny. Yeah. Uh, one last thing. I, I just want to thank you for uh, this opportunity to speak and uh, share my thoughts and feelings. I'll be uh, attending the sunrise ceremony Alcatraz Island Thanksgiving uh, Day, so if, if you want to meet and talk, uh, that would be a good time uh, to meet uh, uh, Alcatraz Island Fisherman's Wharf on uh, Thanksgiving uh, morning. Early. Well, thank you. Um, thank you, uh, Lenny. We'll let you yeah. go now. Thanks okay. for uh, speaking thank with us tonight on Full Circle. Okay. And um, Samson, thank you for joining us. We're gonna actually going to have Samson stick around, and he's uh, hopefully going to play a song for us as we go out later tonight. Um, don't but, forget, go ahead. Don't forget we're taking the pledge to write a letter for Leonard. Give us a call at 510-848-4425. That's 510-848-4425. Tell us who you are, and we'll give you a shout-out. You can also post a message to our Facebook at First Voice Apprenticeship. We'll be right back. What's the call? Free them all. Yeah. Peace to you and all. Yeah. Free Constant. 
not a rant, a grave on my tomb. LP was consistent within the rights of the Constitution. No institution gives me the ignition. Had a vision quest, invested in my mission. Assess the situation, call two mechs for help with liberation. Indigenous welcome immigrants, granted justice. Then hell came, millions of men who died trying to withstand the imperial Free this man, free this man, free this man, free this man. That's right, free this man. Welcome back, free this man. Um, that's free this man, free Leonard Peltier. Uh, we got some shout outs, uh, Raymond from Oakland. Uh, we got some likes on Facebook, some shares. We got Lisa, Sandra, Joseph, Rind, Gabriel, Ryan, Dennis, Orca, all have pledged to write a letter for Leonard. Also, Jim B. in Sacramento and Cookie from Oakland. Thank you all for uh, joining us tonight in the call to free Leonard. And that song we just heard was Priority by DJ Freed Leonard featuring Two Mechs and Raka of Dilated Peoples. Again, the links to all this music will be on our website, kpfaapprentice.org, after the show. Um, and as we learned uh, tonight, we are in the fight for presidential intervention to free Leonard Peltier and pardoning or commuting um, sentences in the last days of a president's time in office is something that happens with every outgoing president. But in some occasions, you might be scratching your head and left frustrated. Like in the so-called act of mercy bestowed on wannabe presidential assassin John Hinckley Jr., whose bullets were only inches away from killing President Ronald Reagan, as well as press secretary at the time, James Brady. Well, our own Joy Moore shares her thoughts on what the president has been up to. The president of the United States has complete and unequivocal power and discretion to either pardon or commute the sentences of convicted criminals. A pardon is an executive order granting clemency for a past conviction, the sentence of which has already been completed. Its practical effect is the restoration of civil rights and statutory disabilities associated with a past criminal conviction. A commutation or commuting of a sentence is the mitigation of the sentence of someone currently serving a sentence for a crime pursuant to a conviction without vacating the conviction itself. As of August this year, according to USA Today, the president has commuted the sentences of 348 people and pardoned 70. I'm writing this commentary as an open letter to President Barack Obama to ask him to pardon two of this nation's most notable political prisoners, Mumia Abu-Jamal, and Leonard Peltier. Dear President Obama, I'm encouraged that you have used your presidential power to pardon and or commute the sentences of at least 418 people to date. The ostensible reasons you've given for granting clemency to these people are, and I quote, our nation is a country of second chances and that reinvigorating our commutations process is part of a larger effort to reform our criminal justice system. To date, as far as I can determine, you've only commuted or pardoned nonviolent criminals, many for drug-related crimes with long, unfair sentences, and even more for computer and financial fraud and related crimes. While these are laudable steps towards reform, I believe if you truly want to reform our criminal injustice system, you would do well to focus on the unfair and corrupt practices of law enforcement and FBI agents regarding the cases of Mumia Abu-Jamal and Leonard Piltier. Our country's history is rife with obvious criminal law enforcement corruption, particularly, again, the FBI. Thousands and thousands of people have been and continue to be subject to bias, discrimination, and oppression, which classifies them all as criminal, guilty by virtue of their skin color. 
I remind you of the documented criminal abuses of J. Edgar Hoover's FBI, including infiltration of community organizations working for social justice, for the environment, against the war, etc. Do you remember COINTELPRO and the abhorrent and illegal tactics used by the FBI to destroy people and organizations who dissent? Both Leonard Peltier and Mumia Abu-Jamal are political prisoners because they were political activists and raised their voices against injustice and tyranny. Jamal is a journalist and a member of the Black Panthers who was convicted of murder and sentenced to death in 1982 for the 1981 murder of Philadelphia police officer Daniel Faulkner. He was shot by Daniel Faulkner's gun and the evidence against him was supplied by the police. His sentence was later commuted to life imprisonment without parole. Leonard Peltier, convicted in 1977, is a Native American activist and member of the American Indian Movement. He was convicted and sentenced to two consecutive terms of life imprisonment for first-degree murder in the shooting of two Federal Bureau of Investigation agents during a 1975 conflict on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. Numerous doubts have been raised over Peltier's guilt and the fairness of his trial based on allegations and inconsistencies regarding the FBI and the prosecution's handling of this case. These men were targeted by police because they are considered dangerous as political activists. We now have volumes of evidence to show how local police and FBI agents target and assassinate black and brown people who are championing freedom and justice. History has taught us that anyone who stands up for justice for the people, anyone who dares to protest or dissent from the government policies, tend to be murdered or otherwise eliminated. Remember Martin, Malcolm, Bobby, and Fred. We've suffered enough. Time for change. You could go a long way toward correcting and reforming our unjust criminal system by providing a second chance to these two men and pardon them now. Sincerely, on behalf of all who beg you to pardon Mumia Abul-Jamal and Leonard Peltier, this has been Joy Moore for Full Circle, KPFA Pacifica Radio. That's right. Welcome back to Full Circle here on KPFA 94.1 FM. That was graduate apprentice Joy Moore and her thoughts on all the people being freed from the horrible prison system as part of President Obama's presidential commutation. Thanks, Joy. And I want to remind everybody, we are still taking your calls, 510-848-4425. You can pledge to write a letter for Leonard. Maybe get some of your friends to do so as well, and we'll give you a shout-out. I think Dennis has a little list of people right now. Yes, we have Sandra Nelson from Madeira. Lots of relatives. She's going to have lots of relatives, so that's lots <laughs> of letters. Uh, Patty from Oakland. Uh, Carol, Karen, Karen in Oakland. Um, A-Rash. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm killing your name, but A-Rash. Um, so I think that's... Those are some of the shout-outs. So give us a call if you want to get a shout-out. The area code's 510-848-4425. And if you are interested in writing a letter to the president, get your pencil real quick, and I'll give you the address. So if you want to write a letter to the President Obama, you can write the White House, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest, Washington, D.C., 20500. Once again, if you want to write a letter to President Obama, you can write him at the White House, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest, Washington, D.C., 20500. And you can also call or text President Obama if your cell phone provider allows text to a landline service. Um, service fees may apply, actually. Um, the White House comment line is 202 Four five six one 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 one. 
Once again, the White House comment line, 202-456-1111. You can leave a message there for any of the political prisoners that you so choose. You know we got more than just Mumia. There's more than just uh, Leonard Peltier. Um, we're reaching out right now as we speak to um, the the uh, Chelsea Manning uh, committee, and we're having a hard time reaching them. But if we get them on the line, we'll bring you an update on Chelsea Manning. Um, but we want to remind you, give us a call, 848-4425, area code 510. We'll see if we could squeeze in some last shout-outs. But um, we still got Samson Wolf with us. Go ahead and get some instrumental going, Samson. He does a, a song for Leonard. And um, you know, maybe right now, while we're trying to get these folks on the line, we'll give um, Lenny a chance to sing his song for Leonard. Go ahead and kick it over to, uh, to Samson. Sorry, I keep calling you uh, Lenny. child Indian Child Welfare Act Appreciate all that you've done for Leonard tonight. 
please write those letters. Um, check out our website, kpfaapprentice.org. A little lower, a little lower, a little softer. Yeah. So um, that brings us to the end of tonight's show. I think before we go, Dennis right here, you can use my mic. Dennis got some shout-outs. Uh, we have Joy out of Berkeley. Joy, that's a lovely name. She has 10 friends. Uh, Sydney, not sure where Sydney's calling from, but thank you, Sydney. Uh, R-O-L-F. Ralph. Ralph and Sebastopol. He has uh, many friends, many, many friends. Thank you, Ralph. Uh... Robert Martin, a Cherokee native. Thank you. Thank you very much. We also have Kim and Vallejo. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we, we can't say thank you enough. And um, thank you, Dennis. That does bring us to the end of tonight's show. Check out the webpage, kpfaapprentice.org. You can listen to our past shows, see photos of us and our guests. Also, all the links to tonight's music from DJ Free Leonard will be there. All the addresses and phone numbers so you can write the president. You can call the president and demand freedom for Leonard Peltier. And you can even get a link to a beautiful postcard that's already done up. And all you got to do is write your message on there. Special thanks to all our production interns in there. Darlene, Toots, uh, who we got back there, Teresa. And a big shout out to David for getting all the phone calls. And also Ephraim uh, Colbert on the board, the Audio Desperado. Um, all the callers, thank you very much. Thanks for joining us tonight on Full Circle. We've been your hosts, uh, Dennis Roos, Dennis Domenis, and I'm Free Will and Franklin. Stay tuned now for La Onda Bajita.